and welcome back to Queen of All Saints podcast. I am here with Elizabeth Connect, and if you listen to all the episodes so far, you might have recognized the name. Elizabeth was the person who interviewed me on our first episode, but now I have the pleasure of asking her questions about the Variety Guild. So without further ado, Elizabeth, can you introduce yourself for me? Uh, But you already did such a good job. (laughs) My name is Elizabeth Connect, and I am a longtime member of Queen of All Saints, and I'm currently the president and longtime member of the Queen of All Saints Variety Guild. Okay, so you said that you were a longtime member, but when did you um, join Queen of All Saints? Um, My parents actually moved to St. Louis when I was about five. And so I, we've been here for about 38 years now. They joined the parish um, when they moved up here. And so many of my memories are based around Queen of All Saints because we were always pretty active with the church. Um, both of my parents were Eucharistic ministers. My brothers were, both my younger brothers were servers. I was in the youth ministry and the PSR and I taught PSR and um, I was a hospitality minister. I was in choir and actually I'm back in choir again with the spirit singers. I was married here. My youngest child was baptized here. So, you know, so many memories. And then I've been involved with different organizations, most recently ACTS, and then, of course, the Variety Guild. Why do you continue to practice the Catholic faith? Um, (laughs) If I'm being very honest, I practice the Catholic faith because that's what I'm familiar with. That's what I was raised in. I think there's a place for all faiths. And everybody just has to find the one that suits them. And for me, Catholicism is it because that's what's familiar to me. Um, The rituals of the Catholic Mass, that is comfort for me. And because it just is what draws me in and gives me a good foundation. Um, Church for me is community. And that's where I find God because God is prevalent for me in other people. It's It's in their laughter and it's in their hands and the helping hands um, and it's in their tears and the smile, even if I don't even know the person's name, it's just that casual, you know, across the aisle waving hello and church is how we all come together and we lift one another up and we help someone when they're down and need a hand and that for me is where I find grace. Um, It's the people that I sing with and the people that I kneel with and the people that I pray with and that I pray for. And so who I come together with, that's my church. And that for me is Queen of All Saints. That's awesome. I I definitely enjoy the rituals of the Catholic Church. I know this might not be the best perspective, but I'm very like a type A person. So I'm like, oh, well, I know like what I'm going to do in Mass. Like I know... Like, when the homily is going to be spoken, I know, and it's like, it brings me comfort because Structure. if there's any, like, disorder, yes. I'm like, oh no, like, I can't, I can't focus anymore. <laughs> so, you, well, so I know that you are the president of the Variety Guild, but can you tell me, what is the Variety Guild? Um, at our core, we are a charitable musical theater organization. Our mission is to support the growth of the parish and with the purpose of serving and benefiting the parish community through the use of our God-given talents. Um, the Writing Guild was founded in 1982, so this next show season in 2022, we will be celebrating our 40th anniversary. Not our 40th show, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, but our 40th anniversary. Um, and in the beginning, the original members of the Variety Guild were members of Queen of All Saints. 
But in the 40 years, we have expanded our vision and our reach. And so we welcome members to our organization of all faiths. Anyone is welcome. Um, we have both local and far-reaching communities. We have a couple members who actually drive two hours one way for every rehearsal, for every show, for the board meetings, for everything. And um, that's some commitment <laughs> that says a lot. And annually, we raise about $20,000 to give to the parish and the community. And we keep back only what we need in order to set up again for next year. And when we first started, way back in 1982, we were one of the first fundraising organizations in the parish. So while others have taken over um, and surpassed us in what they can bring in monetarily now, we are still just so happy to be able to bring something that we feel is even more unique. Um, and that's that our guests and our guild members come from different locations and they come to ages and genders and religious backgrounds and cultures and ethnicities and we all come together and unite in fellowship to share laughter and fun and to work to further our mission. Um, we no longer serve just the Queen of All Saints community. It's, it, it's been a point of pride for us that for many years we have a benefit show. One of our five performances is a benefit show. And we have several um, charities that participate annually. And the ticket price for the, for the benefit show has been $25, and $20 of every $25 ticket goes directly to those participating charities. So our benefit night helps us expand our reach in the community, excuse me, in the community to help touch and enrich even more lives beyond just Queen of All Saints. You said that there's many members of the Variety Guild from like different faiths, different ethnicities, but how can one like get involved in the Variety Guild? Um, you call me, <laughs> or you can email me. It's um, varietyguildqas at gmail.com. And if you want to be a part of bringing the show to life, there's so many ways to be involved and not just on stage, and no experience is necessary for any of it. We have, um, God has given us a very wide variety of talents in each individual, and we put those to use in every way that we can. So if someone knows how to sew, whether it's, you know, for costumes, whether it's just sewing buttons back on and helping with basic repairs or being a part of the design and construction of clothing, um, helping to acquire props. And we have people who pull the curtain when the script says to and bartenders during our show. Help is always, oh my gosh, help is always needed on our stage setup and takedowns because we put up the stage ourselves and it goes up into Limbach Hall. And it's about a six hour process and many hands make light work because it's the stage, it's the side curtains, it's the main curtains, it's lights and sound. It's a lot of getting ready for our show season. Um, there's graphic designs and creating programs and working with the lights and sound and marketing and selling tickets and guest relations and set and scenery um, and helping with donations. So there's lots of different areas. But if someone doesn't want to be involved directly that way, um, because we are a nonprofit organization, we are always looking for donations to help with printing our tickets and sponsoring the beer and the wine and the soda and the snacks that we serve at the shows. And beyond all of that, more than anything, it's buying a ticket. It's coming to see the show because we only do this by having the support of our parish members along with our family and our friends and our community and nothing validates, speaking for the entire cast and the guild, nothing validates us more than seeing you in the audience having a great time. So I know that there's a lot of people with many talents, many gifts and talents that God gave 
gives uh, to people, but what is your God-given talent? Like, what is your role as president? Um, <laughs> um, I've heard it said that being a director is like herding cats. <laughs> and herding, H-E-R-D, not H-U-R-D. Um, and I think you magnify that because there's so many different areas. And everything kind of operates independently, um, but it all comes together with organization. And it's just making sure that everyone is on track and where are we? Um, our season starts immediately at the end of the previous show season. So our shows are always traditionally the last weekend in April and the first weekend in May. And the writer directors for the next year start two weeks later. And then a couple months later, you know, midsummer, we've got the um, costumes and stage and music, and then and then it gets turned over to the choreographer, and then we start dance rehearsals in October and regular rehearsals in January. So, you know, it it's a constant year round, and you're trying to manage all of these different things. So, um, my dad likes to say that um, God made me bossy for a reason, and that I use it well. Um, and I, I tend to. I also have a very light voice that carries, so <laughs> I can get my message across. So it's, I try to use what God has given me, not just in being creative. It's, it's a creative outlet for me. I love it. I love being able to give back and to give back in a big way outside of ourselves. So... You said that the production typically is around April, like the last weekend of April, first weekend of May. So, and then you start right again. So like, what does a typical production look like? That's really hard to describe. <laughs> um, we have had in the past, we've had parish priests, the Queen of All Saints priests, who have been in our shows when we can talk them into it. And some have really loved it. And we had one priest several years ago who was in a show and on stage with us and he was trying to explain to his friends because he wanted them to come and support us. And um, he was saying um, to them, he's like, well, you know the Muni? And yeah, yeah, I know the Muni. He's like, it's nothing like the Muni. <laughs> and it's very true. <laughs> it's nothing like the Muni, even though they are also a musical theater organization. And the friends in the audience, he was showing us all the text backstage, the friends in the audience during the show were saying, I have no idea what's happening, but I love it. And that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the way it goes. Our shows are very unique. Um, and that starts with the fact that we don't hold auditions at all. If you want to be in our group and want to support our efforts, we have a place for you, whether that's behind the scenes or on stage or both. Um, we do the five performance. We do five performances over the two weekends. One performance is a Sunday matinee, and like I said, the shows are always the last weekend in April and the first weekend in May. And COVID knocked us off of our usual routine, but you know we've um, we had to miss two show seasons. We were actually mid rehearsal for one show, and we were the day after we put up the stage. That's when St. Louis County shut down. So. Um, that kind of put a hitch in our stride, but we're able to pick back up this year. And so we're a little ahead of the game for this year, um, but we're already working on uh, rewrites and edits and because your cast fluctuates a little bit. Um, and then we're turning over to have the choreography and everything again. So for, for our rehearsals, uh, we meet only once a week. So by the time we hit opening night as a full cast, with everybody, we've only had about 18 rehearsals. 
and usually only about six of those are on our physical stage. So most of the time we practice in the cafe on the Queen of All Saints campus. And all of our shows, every single one is original. We do not buy scripts. Everything comes from our cast members and it is written and directed by members of the organization. And a lot of times they work in small groups or with the larger group of cast members on collaboration because many brains working together just makes it better. Um, most of our music is known and published songs. So like things you've heard on the radio, things you're very familiar with. We do have occasional musical numbers that are written by cast members. And we try and put a lot of parodies in because we have some wickedly clever cast members that are just so talented at helping to fit um, the song to the storyline. So to do a rewrite. Uh, we have a choreographer that has just been phenomenal at um, crafting dances that not only look good, but that are approachable because we have members of all ages and all skill levels. And if you wanna dance, you get to dance. And so if you have no experience or if you have a lot of experience, she has a way of bringing everything together and teaching it so that anyone can do it and it looks good. And you can tell everyone just has so much fun doing it when you look at them on stage. Um, as I mentioned, we build the set and stage every year um, ourselves and all of our set is made custom to each show. Uh, we have a member who is insanely clever and incredibly artistic, and he's built several sets, including a three-story riverboat, almost entirely out of cardboard. So, you know, you think, okay, you know, you see the set, but then when you realize it's all cardboard that we're recycling, it's, it's pretty impressive what some of our people can do. Um, everything is performed live. All of the songs, all of the dances, all of the skits that we do. So... There's a lot of wiggle room for the unexpected. Um, set pieces fall and lines get flubbed or forgotten. And usually there's improv involved and everybody's just trying to catch back up. But those, I think other theater organizations would consider it mistakes. Um, but those mistakes, as it were, are what our audience seems to love most because they know that we're not polished. They know that it's not perfection that they're coming to see. And I think they really respond to those oopses really well. It always comes together and it's always just a really good time. That's good. I used to do theater in high school so, so I always enjoy when people are like oh yeah we, we embrace mistakes when it's like <laughs> nope that could not happen on my high school stage. You know I was a theater major in college so that was you practice 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 and, and nail it down to perfection and we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> So how, how do you believe the Variety Guild and Faith coincide with each other? Um, I would say that comes down to community. Um, when we come together, we do so as one. We are one voice lifted in prayer that comes together from many voices. And we are one voice lifted in song that comes from many voices. And all of our members, regardless of their faith or their beliefs or where they are in their faith journey, they come to us knowing who we are and what we are and what our mission is. They come to be a part of us. They accept us and they join with us in spite of those differences that may be between us. And that, um, that's how it all ties together. Um, what makes you continue to help with this organization every year? 
in a simple answer, it's because I like applause, <laughs> but outside of myself, um, this being in the variety guild, it feeds my soul. It is a creative outlet for me. It's not just being on stage. It's being a part of the whole and it fulfills the joy that I have in being a part of theater and bringing something to life from the ground up that we can then share. And it's knowing that this is what I can do with my talents and my abilities that I have been given, which then serves the greater good. And it's the people. Just, it's the new guests seeing it for the first time. It's the guests who've been coming for years. It's the cast members, some of whom know me from when I was very little um, and some who have only known me for a few years. And we support each other and we pray together and we share the good and the bad together and we all get on stage and act up a little bit and we sing together. And that sense of being part of the family and part of the community, that's what brings me back every single time. So you just um, said being a part of the community and the community aspect is why you can continue to come back. So how important is community to the Variety Guild? I would say that it's at the core of what we do. Not only are we our own community of people who come together with that common goal, it takes a lot to put our show together and we couldn't do it without community help outside of our members not just in setting up the stage and taking it down every year. We have the volunteers who man the bars at shows. We have, well, the youth ministry, um, as I'm sure you were a part of, the youth ministry helps as well. And they, they greet our guests and they see to their needs and their comfort and they serve snacks and drinks, the non-alcoholic drinks, of course. Um, and they help clear the tables during our dinner shows. And then every night when the cast is very, very tired because we've been um, putting all our all out on the stage for the audience, um, the youth ministry is there and they help us turn Limbach Hall over after each performance. They strip the tables down, they stack the chairs, they clean the floors, they reset the tables for us. They're a huge help to us and they work almost entirely off of tips from our audience. You know, it's, it's the people who come together to help us, um, people who give us donations, people who are just supportive of what we do even you know our other parish members the ones who buy tickets it's it's just it's at the core of what we do so i know you said earlier in this episode that there was five productions at the variety guild um host each year so i know that there's like the big play like the charity event but what other productions do you do throughout the year so we are always looking for more ways to engage with the community. Um, we, we don't do much outside of that show season as a whole on a performance level, but we do, um, we have in the past participated in the parish picnic. We've been a part of the Luke 18 breakfast to support the youth ministry. Um, we usually take some of our songs and dances on the road, as it were, to perform every year at Nazareth Living Center and occasionally to other parishes if they have you know events. Um, we're also branching out in new ways. In the fall of 2018, we held our first annual square dance, and it was so much fun. I mean, you wouldn't think a square dance, but it was a great time, and we had so many people who came, and it was just really, really a new and different event to kind of bring people together. And we're very much looking forward to doing it again this fall, especially now that you know we are post-pandemic, more or less. And um, you know, it, it's just, 
if people want to see more of us, we invite you to join us and be a part of us and be a part of it year round. No experience necessary. <laughs> so how has your Catholic faith grown since being a part of the Variety Guild? Um, I don't know how it couldn't grow, but I, I don't know that I can define exactly how it's grown. We are just a diverse group of people that all come together in spirit for a common goal of something that is bigger than ourselves. And being a part of a group that shares and leans on each other and supports one another, it's given me a much deeper foundation. You were talking about roots earlier. It has sunk my roots deeper because I know that I can lean on these people and I learn from them and I grow from them regularly as a person and in my faith. Um, so it's it's been very, very intrinsically involved in how I, as, as a woman of faith, have evolved and am on my journey. So I know you were talking about how you did the square dancing mm -hmm. in 2018 mm -hmm. and you want to bring it back or even more things like this upcoming year. So what are some of the goals for the Variety Guild since life is getting a little back to normal? One of our board members phrased it um, perfectly. She said, we don't know what the future will hold, but we will face it together, united with the desire to help heal. So with laughter and with joy and with a positive attitude, and it might be different from what we did before and how we did it prior to the pandemic, and that's okay. We still have that need to come together and um, figure it out together with a smile. That's a great way to look at it. <laughs> so this is the last question that I have for you. And the question is, if you could give one piece of advice to fellow parishioners, what would it be? Well, to come see the Variety Guild show, of course, <laughs> um, outside of that, uh, I would say make a connection. No matter where you are in your faith journey, you don't have to have it all figured out and it's okay to be on uncertain ground. But when you reach out and give of yourself, what you put into the universe returns in just overwhelming abundance. And we cannot go through life alone and without that network of people who love and care about us and who uplift us. So reach out, give a little bit of yourself to someone else and make that connection and you will just be amazed at what grace showers on you. And you know, you can even make a connection with this podcast if you listen to every episode. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for letting me interview you today. I really enjoyed hearing your story, and I hope that everyone else listening enjoyed her story as well. Um, well, thank you everyone for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.